Welcome back to JEG Ministries Bible Study. I'm Jeffrey, minister and chaplain with JEG Ministries. And in our study of the book of James, we are just about through with chapter 2. In fact, we should be able to finish up chapter 2 and start to prepare for chapter 3. Now, last time we left off with verse 19, and James has been giving us insight about faith without works is dead faith. Now, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to the ver uh, to verse 20 in the second chapter of James. And verse 20 begins, But do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? Do you see that faith was working together with his works, and by works faith was made perfect? And the scripture was fulfilled with which says, Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. You see then that a man is justified by works, and not by faith only. Likewise, was not Rahab the harlot also justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out another way? For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. Now that reading took us all the way through the rest of chapter 2, ending with verse 26. Now in verse 20, James introduces the next argument in support of his proposition of verse 17 with the question, Do you want evidence? His manner of addressing his imagined opponent is blunt. The Greek adjective translated foolish means empty. This refers to a deficiency that is intellectual, but in the theological and moral context of the New Testament. The term also has a moral and spiritual flavor, if you will. So James addresses his opponent as one who has no comprehension of spiritual truth. One who does not see that faith without deeds is useless. Now back in verse 1, such faith was called dead. But here it is described as something that does not work. The evidence he offers his opponent is found in the following verses of 21 through 25 and consists of two Old Testament examples, Abraham and Rahab. Beginning in verse 21, I want to point out James's use of the designation of Abraham our father. This also gives indication that James was actually writing for Jews. The term justified, or in some texts may have righteous, is a forensic term. It never refers to making a person subjectively righteous, but always describes the act of declaring a person righteous. To James... Abraham was declared righteous for what he did. It was a pronouncement that found its source in Abraham's obedient offering of his son that we read about in Genesis chapter 22, the first 14 verses of that chapter. 
as the following verses here that we go on will explain. So getting into verse 22, James now makes it clear that he is not talking about works as the whole source of Abraham's justification, as verse 21, if taken out of its context, might lead some to believe. Instead, Abraham's faith and his actions were working together. Remember, faith and works are inseparable. It is not possible for one person to have valid faith without works and for another to have genuine works without faith, as James' opponent argues back in verse 18. But this may sound as if Abraham's justification resulted from a mixture of faith and works, each being equally effective. If this is what James meant, then he is in conflict with Paul, who insists that faith is the only means of justification. However, it is not necessary to take James's statement in this way. James, assuming that a person is justified by faith alone, declares that this justifying faith has a certain quality, a vitality that makes it the producer of good deeds. It is an action of producing faith, the same type of faith Paul described when he wrote about faith expressing itself through love in the book of Galatians, chapter 5, verse 6. In this sense, Abraham's faith was validated by his deeds. If there had been no good deeds following, faith would have been incomplete. It would have been dead, and it would have been useless. In this sense, also, Abraham was considered righteous for what he did. If there had been no good deeds forthcoming, his faith would not have been genuine, and therefore it could not have been counted to him for righteousness. Verse 23 shares with us that the scripture that James considers fulfilled is Genesis chapter 15, Verse 6, the account of the offering of Isaac on the altar appears in Genesis 22, in the first 14 verses. Thirty years may have intervened between the events of these two chapters. In the former passage, Abraham's faith was credited to him as righteousness. The obedience offering of Isaac in Genesis 22 fulfilled that former statement. This should not be understood as the fulfillment of a prophecy. Rather, it is a fulfillment in the sense of completion. God's act of crediting Abraham with righteousness because of his faith was vindicated by his act of obedience in offering his son. James adds as a parallel description of Abraham's standing with God, that he was called God's friend. This is another way of saying he was right with God. He acted as a friend of God, how they should act, and thus showed that he was in reality God's friend. Now taking a look into verse 24 now, in this summary, state, uh, state, 
the summary statement, James assumes that a person is justified by faith, but not by faith alone. It is by faith and by what he does. Taken by itself, this declaration may seem blatantly contradictory to such Pauline statements that we find in Ephesians chapter uh, chapter 2, verses 8 through 9. If both passages are studied in context, however, the seeming contradiction disappears. James has indicated that deeds complete faith in verse 22. Thus, deeds are the evidence that saving faith is present in a person's life that we saw in verse 18. James is combating a superficial faith that had no wholesome effect in the life of the professed believer. Paul, on the other hand, was combating legalism, the belief that one may earn saving merit before God by one's good deeds, working your way to heaven, as some may refer that to. Uh, consequently, he insisted that salvation is not by good works, but by faith alone. However, the following content in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, reveals that Paul did not depreciate good works. In Paul, therefore, as well as in James, good deeds are the product of genuine faith. In both writers' faith that produces no good deeds is incapable of saving a person. Both writers state that. Taking us to verse 25, the second Old Testament person that is cited as an example of genuine faith is Rahab the harlot, or Rahab the prostitute. Harlot was the ancient term for prostitute. Now, she too was considered righteous for what she did, although her faith was like that of Abraham. She was unlike the patriarch in almost every other way. <laughs> uh, she was a pagan, uh, she was a woman, and, of course, she was a prostitute. Nevertheless, though, she chose to become identified with the people of Israel. This was a decision based on faith, and we can learn more about this in Joshua chapter 2, verses 8 through 13, and also in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 31. Afar from being dead or worthless, her faith moved her to risk her life to protect the spies. And as a result, she was declared righteous. Now, keep in mind, folks, that James does not give approval to Rahab's former life of her being a prostitute and a pagan. But it is her living faith seen against the background of her previous immorality that James commends. Finally, ending in verse 26, we find the argument of verses 18 through 25 concludes with a statement that cites the human body as an illusion. The body without the spirit is dead. It is nothing but a corpse. Faith without deeds is as dead as a corpse and equally useless.
Now, James does not imply that deeds are the actual life principle that gives life to faith, but only that faith and deeds are inseparable. And with that, folks, we have finished chapter 2. Next time, we will begin with chapter 3. And James will talk to us about controlling our tongue in chapter 3, being mindful of what we say as Christians. So be sure to join me for that. And until next time, my friends, God bless you, and keep living Christian strong.